We are raw and real Western women who have endured the fires of life. And though we carry the brands of our trials, we are learning how to satisfy our thirst with the well of water that comes from the only one that can truly satisfy, Jesus. Journey with us as we explore an unlimited range of topics. We will discuss our personal experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, along our beautiful journeys to the well, and so much more. Water up! Then it moves on to the true beauty of a godly woman. And it tells us, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. I don't have a gentle and quiet spirit. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's more gentle and quiet spirit. I'm not. Well, the world tells us that all those things are wrong. The world tells us that we need the makeup and we need the hair and the nails and the clothes. And we are taught in our world that we live in exactly opposite of what mm -hmm. the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And there we find imbalance. If you're not a size two and well proportioned and look good, then what are you? What are you? Mm -hmm. Well, really, we are the jewels and the crown that sits on our husband's heads. Yeah. The you world know? tells you to go have plastic surgery and yet we can Yep. God created us in his image, perfect in his will. That mm -hmm. even that even creates submission problems there. Because it's like, oh, am I not pretty enough for you that you have to do these? Like, it creates resentment when they haven't even done anything wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a thing that's put on us, you know, because I'm not pretty enough or I don't look like this. I'm sure you want somebody else. And then it causes you to know be angry at them for no reason then you don't want to do anything for them mm -hmm. submit to them go find somebody else i'm sure they'll submit to you or do those things for you or be yeah. that for you and it's like where did that come from and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i'm just angry I don't know. i'm just mad at you right now for no reason that a scenario i made up in my head that i'm pretty sure that you thought of like, no. he's like okay no. go sit down <laughs> i will <laughs> Do not let your adornment be merely outward. Peter did not forbid all adornment, but for the godly woman, outward adornment is always in moderation, and her emphasis is always on inward adornment. Yeah, we should definitely focus on the more <laughs> inner beauty than it is outer beauty. Excuse yes. me, I had a visitor. <laughs> Because if you go with what the world wants, like we just said, it's an outward beauty instead of your in, inward. Right. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. Real beauty comes from the hidden person of the heart. It isn't something you wear or print before a mirror to have. It's something you are. The real question is, what do you depend on to make yourself beautiful? Peter's point is not that any of these are forbidden, but that they should not be a woman's adornment, the source of her true beauty. What do you depend on to make yourself beautiful? Makeup. I feel I'm not pretty unless I have makeup on. Hair. Gotta yep. have my long hair. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hair colored all the time, uh -huh. or pretty painted toes, pants that fit just right. Uh -huh. Those are mm -hmm. things that, straight up, those are things that I look at. 
But yet, whenever you see certain Christian women who are completely God-filled, they light up a room. They do. Mm-hmm. Like, and most of the time, they don't have on much makeup, and but there's yeah. something about their presence. That's who I want to be. It's, yep. a, it's, it's like it's a confidence that comes through them because of the Holy Spirit. And like a purity. Yes. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's something so, I don't even know how you can explain it in words. But you can, you know her as soon as she walks through the door that she is somebody different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're drawn to them immediately. It's like a bug yeah. on a light. Like you immediately yes. just want to gravitate towards them and stay next to them. All the time. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Always something to because you're learned. hoping it like you're Rubs hoping off. to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> catch a little of it, like you know. And oh, was that my little? <laughs> the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. The inner beauty of a godly woman is incorruptible. This means that it does not decay or get worse with age. Instead, incorruptible beauty only gets better with age and is therefore of much greater value than the beauty that comes from the hair, jewelry, or clothing. That is beautiful. And, you know, we have talked many times about taking action, how it's a choice. And incorruptible beauty, you know, beauty from within, that's a choice as well. We choose to rely on the worldly things that we feel make us beautiful. It's a choice, just like taking action on something is a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's really, there's so much beauty in submission when you break it down like this. It's, it really is a beautiful thing. A gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Peter described the character of true beauty, a gentle and quiet spirit. These character traits are not promoted for women by our culture, yet they are very precious in the sight of God. Well, nobody's after pleasing God this day and time. Matter of fact, half of people don't even know who God are. Yeah. If it's not, you know, plastered on YouTube or on your cell phone or, you know, some form of technology, if you're not looking for it, then they don't, they don't know what true beauty is. They mm-hmm. know what true beauty is by what the internet shares or what TV shows. And that's all fake. It's empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is empty. empty. Yep. When women submit to their husbands and when they do not put trust in their outward adornment, they are like the holy women of former times who trusted in God. They powerfully demonstrate their faith. A woman can trust her own ability to influence and control her husband, or she can trust God and be submissive. A woman can trust her outward beauty and adornment, or she can trust God and cultivate a gentle and quiet spirit. It all comes back to trusting God, so she should be like the holy women who trusted in God. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, two things demonstrated Sarah's submission to Abraham. First, she obeyed Abraham even when it was difficult and even when he was wrong. Second, she honored Abraham by calling him Lord. It is possible to obey someone without showing them the honor that is part of submission. True submission shows the place of both obedience and honor. Mm -hmm. It's like a slap in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Burning right now. It just burns. (laughs) But it's a goal. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, even on my way over here, so like God convicted me because everybody knows about my laundry. I believe I mentioned it in like the first or second podcast that we did. Um, because years ago, my husband came home one time and said, oh, my laundry isn't done. And so I vowed, like, I'll never touch it again. Because in that moment, <laughs> I felt like I was doing, like, uh, I had always made sure that the clothes were clean and, you know, trying to be that what the world thinks is a submissive wife and what I felt like was being right. So I vowed that I would never touch it again. But God convicted me on the way over here is, like, what if I did that to you? Like, what if that one time you slipped up and said something I didn't like and I X'd you out forever? Like, then, it, you know, it makes you realize we're so harsh on on other people, but yet God was so, he's so forgiving and so full of grace and mercy. And I would hate that because I messed up one time or I slipped up or I was having a bad day and said something I didn't mean to, that he would just cast me out and be like, that's fine, I'll, I'll never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Like how harsh that is. And I know it's something small about laundry, but then it, it says so much whenever you look at the bigger picture and the true meaning of it, of why why not help them out in this small area like that. Like he was just having a, a long day and he was going to have an early morning and couldn't get a load washed out. And so, yep. I was feeling super heavy earlier this week because God's been laying down my selfishness. And I'm, it like every time I turn around, it's just like something else, something else, something else. And it's just stuff that I messed up or I had the wrong viewpoint about. Or I'm like, God, why am I feeling so heavy? Like, I can't just, can you forgive me for this? Like, but I wasn't forgiving myself of it mm-hmm. either. And so, you know, I was holding condemnation on myself. I wasn't letting God forgive me like he wants to. I was, wasn't was giving myself grace either. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, that's I'm, ne- I'm never going to get away from that sin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just bad attitude and things like that. But, I mean, you've got to let Jesus forgive you. you got to let it go. And so that was a big thing. So once I, me and the Holy Spirit talked it out a lot (laughs) this week because I was struggling so bad like I was so heavy and I couldn't figure out what I was doing and I just thought it was something I was doing I thought it was all me like I thought it was all my fault and I was like what what is the deal like it's normally not this bad like I normally don't have this issue like you know normally I can a couple days I can kind of get over it and I I was not I was stuck and God was like you've got to lay it down too and then I can forgive you for it. Like, you know, the forgiveness is there, but you've got to let it go. So. Yeah. We're like our biggest critics, though. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, here I am again. I just asked for forgiveness of this yesterday, and here I am again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, surely he's not going to forgive me this time because this is the fourth time this week I'm asking for forgiveness. You yeah. know, but the thing is, is you've recognized the sin that you've done. You understand that it's repeating and God's constantly forgiving you for it, eventually it'll change. You'll catch yourself before you do it. We're just not fast learners sometimes. You know, it's not like God comes down and just mm-hmm. spanks you. I mean, I'm sure if he did, you'd be like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes he does in his own way, but it's like if you think about a kid getting in trouble, you've told them no, okay? They come around and do it again. If you've just told them no this time, yeah, it was just a no. You swat them on the hind end or you mm-hmm. scold them really good. Like, it gets in their head like, oh, the last time I did this, 
it either mm-hmm. hurt or I got in big trouble, like you start seeing that and you'll catch yourself before you do it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, basically, we're just kids too. Really, if you look at it that way, we're just God's kids and a whole bunch of little teenagers running around. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically what it is. It's a whole bunch of little teenagers running around. Well, it's a matter of putting in the effort to, to fix it and recognizing that you need to and then the retraining of your mind and your thought process and your perspective that has to go into the putting in the effort to fix it. Uh-huh. It's a process. And like like we talked about earlier, wanting it right now, mm-hmm. like that, that instant gratification, mm-hmm. that I want it right now. Well, those kind of things, they don't get fixed overnight. When you decide that you're going to buckle down and you're going to take action, you're going to put in the effort to fix it, you have to know that it's it's fixing to take you on a journey there's and it's going to be cool again. you're going to learn a lot of things and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs but when you're through it you're going to reach the light at the end of the tunnel you're going to have a beautiful reward you're going to have a story to tell you're going to have a testimony that's going to speak to others and wisdom it's going to be yeah wisdom and the beautiful end result of what true submission means yeah mm-hmm. which we're all striving to get there because it's a beautiful thing. We've just it's just been laid in front of us as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're all on the journey of seeing how beautiful submission really is in our homes and to God because inevitably if you're not laying it down for your husband, you're not laying it down for God either. Because mm-hmm. if you were doing that, if you were doing that for God, you would have already done it for your husband. Mm-hmm. It's an act of love. Yep. Like true self-care love. A lifting up no matter if they deserve it or not because how often does God lift us up and ain't none of us deserve none of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He died, Every literally day. gave his son, mm-hmm. brutally beaten, spit, cursed at on a cross, died for us, and ain't none of us down here deserve that one mm-hmm. bit. Like, that's such a generous act of love. Like, I can tell you right now, I probably wouldn't do that. But that's my, you know, right. being in the sinful of the world or whatever I don't think I could give up my own son to save a world full of people who are ungrateful as in myself you know or you know stuff like that like it's hard well Mm -hmm. even even as make sure I don't butcher this like um, God called Abraham to offer up his one Mm -hmm. and only son not only son oh I had him in his 20s like no I had him in my late hundreds (laughs) wait wait 25 years for him yes right and and yet that act of submission towards God and yet God glorified him afterwards like he allowed him to reap all the benefits all because he was willing to sacrifice all to submit to what God commanded of him because of his faith and his love for the Lord yeah Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it that's that's the beauty of it it's God asks you to do something, but when it gets down to it, and you're, you're fixing to create that act, He glorifies you for your <coughs> obedience yeah. and what He's asked you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the attitude that He mm-hmm. had towards it. You know He didn't want to. No. But He had to do a love offering. Like, if you're not called to give out of resentment or with a bad attitude, you're, you're called to give with love. And so I think we should submit with love and not just because, okay, well, it's one more thing I'm checking off my list. No, it's a, it's a love act. Mm-hmm. But we as women have lists. lists. <laughs> okay, I've done this today, this today. Need to oh, check man. my boxes. I like the lists. And then, like, you get down to it and it's like, i got to do those two things. Yes. And, yeah. 
verses 5 and 6, the examples of submission. For in this manner in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. So that's the last part of the verses that we read. This is the breakdown for them. In former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves. Peter reminds women that he did not call them to a new standard, but to something that was practiced by holy women of former times. So this is not new. This is something that has been in place from the beginning of the age that has been practiced by godly women for a long, long time. It's not new. It's just, it's like a lost art. It's been lost. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like gone from generation to generation like it just takes away a little bit more at a time and it's like matter of fact at church we were talking about talking to older people and like gaining their wisdom or the beauty of them being married for 70 something years like that's beautiful like you don't hear that often anymore Mm -hmm. and it's like gaining that and sitting there listening to them and how beautiful it is to today's time like you get married you don't like somebody you sign a piece of paper and get rid of them find somebody else right you know like there's, there's no beauty in that it's not beauty it's empty willing to sit down with someone and actually talk to them like they did in back in the day like we don't do that anymore we don't sit there every sunday evening and having family meals and playing dominoes and cards like that's a we're too busy for it now we, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got other things to do yeah, so, like, we don't get to know them. Mm-hmm. And what's sad is that they have learned, had had to learn to use Facebook and things like that just in order to get to know their family or to see their grandkids or their keep great-grandkids mm-hmm. just to keep up because that family member's too busy for them. Yeah. 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 An attitude of submission to a husband's authority will be reflected in numerous words and actions each day which reflect deference to his leadership and an acknowledgement of his final responsibility. If you do good and are not afraid with any terror, true submission, full of faith in God, has no room for fear or terror. I take that as like fear of failure almost. I got that too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like fear that your husband isn't going to become who you want or who you you know think he should be or fear that God's not going to go about it the way that you think he should who are we to say how that should go how the pattern should be or what the journey should look like we should have no fear just the faith of knowing that God's going to handle it it's Mm -hmm. a it's a form of selfishness and pride that was pointed out to me I talked about that I think in like the second or third podcast I had that exact issue and God pointed out to me that that was a prideful um a pride issue yes yep mm-hmm. so it follows with that having no room for fear or terror does good and leaves the result to god and not to man mm-hmm. so not to us the words do good remind us that true submission is not a sulking surrender to authority it is an active embrace of god's will that demonstrates trust in him. Mm-hmm. That's why submission is a beautiful thing, not the, what the world has created submission to be. Because with the world, we're that sulking surrender. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I better do this. 
if I have to, I guess. We shouldn't. We should approach it with a joyful heart. And it says your husbands can be one without a word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, right. I had it all planned out in my head. I was about to be like, all right, we're fixing to have this conversation. And now my my mind, like, it is covered. Like, God covered it and said, you need to be quiet. Uh-huh. And it's all about your perspective, whether you're having a godly perspective or a worldly perspective. Yes. The thing is, is we don't, we don't catch that in time. We so... We want to make this point. We want to be right. We want you to know what we have to say. And really, it's just not how it needs to be because mm-hmm. inevitably God will work it out. Be still. You have that little nugget in your pocket you want to throw at them. Yeah. <laughs> from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me I've take been holding this, this for a while. <laughs> but I think on the other side, you can't be too quiet about it. At least communicate about it. Otherwise, it'll just swell up inside of you and then we will mm-hmm. cast it out later. That's right. I do think that good communication is, is a really a key point for sure. Whenever it's God's words coming out and not your own through frustration. Right. Well, having a, like a, a grace-filled communication, not an emotion-driven right. communication. Well, and if there is going to be a conversation about it, you know, pray beforehand. Pray over the conversation. Pray over the words that come out of your mouth. Pray over his ears that they would hear. Pray over your mouth that it would be guarded and, you know, that it would be the Lord's words that come forward. Mm-hmm. Pray over the conversation that it would be successful. So true submission is a beautiful thing. Whoever's told you it's not, it's wrong. We're all on a journey together to that beautiful submission path there. We may not be masters of it yet, but we will be. (laughs) (laughs) We will be one day. We'll check back in and let you know how we do. (laughs) Y'all pray for us. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pray for you. I just think it's good that you can sit here and talk about that because there's so many other people who struggle with this. And even before this started, we had a whole new perspective on it just through what uh, Charlena had messaged you. Like, none of it's, well, I know I didn't. I don't know if any of y'all did. Like, I didn't think of it as a beautiful thing. But after she shed a light on it, I'm like, you know what? She's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and when she, what she said and whatnot. So even if you are sitting there like I just don't see how this is a beautiful thing like it what it was made to be just like everything else Satan has twisted it and you have to find the beauty you have to see God yeah well you have to go in there and look for him sometimes and people aren't gonna do that we're supposed to seek him (laughs) in all things he can be found (laughs) yes yes shall we pray Dear Lord, we come to you tonight and we humbly ask you to bless our listeners. Dear Lord, hopefully um, you will minister to each one of them. Dear Lord, let us plant some seeds that you will water somewhere down the road, dear Lord. Dear Lord, you are the gardener of our hearts, dear Lord, and you tend the soil of our souls, dear Lord. Um, We come to you tonight talking about submission, dear Lord, and it is a beautiful thing when done correctly in your perfect way lord dear lord that way is not known to many people dear lord dear lord please let this um, podcast be a light to your way of submission dear lord to do it the right way dear lord please help us to know when to submit how to submit and how to incorporate that in our daily lives dear lord 
Dear Lord, we thank you for the listeners and we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. And we want to bless each and every person that hears this. Dear Lord, dear Lord, open the ears of our listeners and let each and every one be blessed by something from this podcast, dear Lord. Dear Lord, our hearts are here through our brokenness to help others, dear Lord. You have brought us such a long way. Thank you for everything that you've given us and please bless each and every one and keep us all safe as we um, go about our lives this week, dear Lord. Dear Lord, guide us as we um, just navigate this life as moms and wives and dear Lord, please just help us to be a light in your world for you and Dear Lord, please increase our wisdom and understanding and knowledge through our journey. In Jesus' name. Amen.